0: zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio Oaklawn Arkansas's only racing casino resort now here's Justin Agree and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network 10% luck, 20% skill 15% concentrated power
2: Anyway, he never really talks much, never conserve his status, but still even i struck. starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact that many misjudge because he makes a living from writing rags. Put it together himself, got a picture connect. Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect. He's only focused on what he wrote. His will is beyond reach, and now it all unfolds. This is 20% skill, 80% gear. be hundred percent clear. Cause while you was
1: would be the one that set the is
0: brought to you by Big O Tires with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style.
3: Arkansas football is off this week, and as such, I shall not talk about them anymore until they come back. Or actually until we talk to Coach Kelly here in a minute. (laughs) Um, But it is basketball season now. Exhibition Saturday against Purdue, Arkansas. Purdue, 3 o'clock. Catch the game on the buzz with a 2.30 pregame. Here's Coach Musselman on Purdue and Zach
1: Eady.
2: Well, I mean that's one of the reasons that we are so excited about playing Purdue. Is you're talking about, you know, maybe the, the you know, the 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 hardest player in college basketball to game plan against uh, because of his size, because of his skill level, and because of his teammates that play surrounding him. Uh, Coach Painter's done a great job of getting shooting to surround a. A player that's got great skill interior, you know. So I would say that just prep to prepare for uh, Coach Painter' team. They're tough. They execute a lot of continuity. I would say that they're for sure way ahead of where we are today, and and um, they're probably way ahead of a lot of other programs. And then you add in the fact that they played four games overseas. With a bunch of returners, um, you know this is a team that, that, that that's going to present a lot of a lot of uh, you know things that we need to try to cover between now and and Saturday afternoon. Well,
3: coach, giving a minute and a half soundbite is not going to help you. You got stuff to get to. <laughs> let's go spit it out already. What do you like about Purdue? Okay, let's move on. What do you like about Jalen Graham? Did Jalen Graham play in the first uh, exhibition game? No.
2: Uh, he tried. You know, yesterday. Yeah, it was you know I don't know it was okay. It was we'll see today. I mean, he's hopefully he's you know I mean he tried, but I mean, he was not going game speed. I mean, we're not going to play him if he's like he was yesterday. I can I can tell you that.
3: Didn't he miss all of last year for, or most of last year because he wasn't going game speed? What's wrong with him? <laughs> he's injured, obviously. Yes. He didn't go game speed for a different reason last year. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's that. Let's get Coach Kelly in here. We can talk some football. I know y'all want to. At least I assume you do. If you don't want to, it doesn't matter. We're going to do it anyway. Kevin
0: Kelly dominated high school football in Arkansas, winning nine state titles in 18 years at Pulaski Academy. He's now turning his attention to dominating the airwaves on the zone. He's brought to you by the Little Rock Athletic Club, who's currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility. Little Rock Athletic Club. No contracts and save 30% off joining fees. <laughs> Hi, Coach. How are you? Fantastic. Are
3: you? Yeah. Good. It's great to see you.
4: And I'm really not fantastic. Okay. Tell me why. Well, because I, I hate it when we don't have Arkansas football for the week. It's not as much fun just to talk. Oh, I it hasn't been that
3: much fun when I they like, did have it. i got to be honest.
4: Week. Yeah, ah, It's fun. Good or bad, it's always fun just to talk it.
3: It is. Yeah, there's... There's different, a lot of
4: different views on
3: it. Well, there's a lot of things to talk about when they're not playing this week and next week now that they fired Dan Enos. And I gotta tell you, for our our perspective, best thing that could have happened. Because all we would have been doing was fielding fire Enos calls all week long this week. That's true. But instead, and fire
5: Pittman calls.
3: Right, but he's already been canned, so now it's like, why kick the dead? Would you have fired him? Uh I don't know if I'd have fired him at this point in the season, but if he was not doing what I asked him to do, which was get his butt out of the pocket and hurry up in the an offense a little bit more.
4: And we don't but, know if that was being asked.
3: No, it was basically suggested by Sam that he talked to him about getting him out of the pocket, okay. and he said he wanted eight to ten pocket passes, and he said that wasn't happening. Had twenty eight
5: against Mississippi State. Yeah.
3: Well, I so. mean, you know, if
4: you're being in, I mean, that's insubordinate, right? On some level, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he deserved to be fired for that. Now, I would have fired
3: him. He misspoke. I mean, you mean, I mean,
4: you know, you got a stupidity. job to do. If you, you got a job to do if you're not getting it done. The job is put out on offense, unless Sam was interfering with that. And I would have no evidence to say that he was. Mm-hmm. Right you know, then, then I'd say, yeah. You, you get-
3: hire good people, you let them do their job. You know, I go back to, like, the Gus Malzahn thing. I don't think that um, – who was the coach at, at uh, Auburn when they won – Gene Chizik. I don't think Gene Chizik going, hey, Gus. I mean, in this situation, I really think we ought to go, like uh, – I mean, I think he kind of let Gus run the offense. And guess what? They won a national title. So it all worked out okay.
4: Well, with some, there are, though. You know, some yeah. coaches do. Mm-hmm. oversee it a little much. Mm-hmm. You know, and it can be good or it can be detrimental. But you need to be able to. For instance – you know, people go, well, hire a good guy and let him do his job. Sometimes when you're in the middle of your job, you can't see that you're not doing as good as you could be. And mm-hmm. someone on the outside can. That's what the head guy's job is, to go in and guide. Not to say, hey, run this play here every time. Right. But to say, hey, here's what we're seeing, da-da-da. Sure. Which it sounds like Sam did that. Right. And if he did and the guy didn't do it, then
3: whatever. What kind of shot do you give Kenny Guyton to somehow get this offense a little more efficient in a couple of weeks' time?
4: Uh, You know, I thought about that. its I think the first week we'll see a spark. I think what's happening up here, I think they're putting in some of uh, the last year's playbook, Browell's playbook, because Guyton was with him, understands that a little better. They're going to try to key on those. You'll see a spark if if the players didn't approve of what, not, not Enos as a person or as a coach, but if they thought they weren't going anywhere, mm-hmm. you'll see a spark. They'll play a little harder. They'll do this. Uh, if Guyton remotely knows what he's doing. Now, in my uh, research on him, he's never called a play before. It looks easy. We all sit in the stands and think we can call plays. Mm-mm. When you got a play and you've ran a play and it, you find out, okay, now it's second and eight, and the clock's ticking, and you got to call a formation, get your personnel in there, call a, uh, an offensive play that matches the weakness of the defense that you predict you're going to see, because now it's second down, not the last play. It's really difficult to do. That's why I think there's only a handful of really good play callers in America right
3: now. I OC'd for a powder puff game a couple of years in the Buzz Bowl, It was hard as crap. I cannot imagine doing it at the collegiate level. Matt Rule made an interesting point yesterday. We don't have the soundbite because I didn't ask for it. I didn't see it actually in our prep. But um, he was talking about how in the NFL you got communication. And he's talked about, and even in high school, he said in some situations, I don't know if every state has that, but the opportunity to communicate. Why don't they have that at the collegiate level? Why don't they mirror what the NFL is doing? It makes it so much easier.
4: You know, I, I think that's a straight, they're not willing to spend the money on it perspective. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of the capacity to do it. But in this world of college football that makes boo-coos of money, mm-hmm. I mean, for 100000 bucks, you could probably put it in your stadium. And, and it's easy for Arkansas to do, but is it easy for, you know, Kent State to do? Sure. You know, I don't know. So I think it's more along that kind of thing.
3: Makes sense. But he was talking about how you don't have to, you wouldn't have to hold the ball. He was talking generally. He was talking about the the sign stealing mm-hmm. with Michigan. Yeah, that yeah, would take away it, some it, of that. it
4: eliminates almost all of that. Yeah, you know, and and you still need to be able to do some of it, but uh, to, to to change the last second because in NFL once fifteen seconds hits on the play clock, there's no more communication. Mm-hmm. And fifteen's the magic number. Well, if you want to play, change the play after that, you still got to signal it in. Mm. And some coaches do. Some guys go, well, at that point we're letting our quarterback take over, and he can change it if he wants
3: to. That way, the OC can't go, hey, look out behind you. There's a guy chasing you. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, so, fifth, look fifth, at the Y.
5: It's wide open. You know, throw f- it. F-
4: throw it. 15 seems early to me. I wish they would go down to five. Now, you don't want to be talking at five, then the guy's got to get in the cadence or whatever, but at least that's on the team then. Mm-hmm. But I wish they would go down a little further. Now, obviously not during the play, but, right. but 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 seven seconds, something like that, I think that would be better. Because sometimes in the NFL, we know this, you throw a long pass down the field, they're running down through there. The crowd's going nuts. You're trying to talk to your guy. He's chugging down there, breathing heavy, and you can he's listening to you. I bet it's tough to communicate with them mm. in certain situations and plays that happen.
3: Do they monitor it, or do they somehow shut it down? Is there like a, it clips it No, off? it's an
4: it's an automatic clip off. I mean, the NFL turns it off.
3: Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah, the NFL shuts not it not off. like you'd be like, I'm going to take a shot here. I'm just going to try, it. try to cheat on this to, <laughs>
4: It's hooked up to the clock, the play clock in the stadium. Interesting. 15, beep, silence.
5: That's wild. Knowing a college athlete's mentality, uh, knowing how much you get to practice, what can Arkansas do in the, in the bye week, the next two weeks, to uh, implement some new things or just just improve? You know,
4: uh, there's a lot of good coaches that take the bye week and completely go back to the foundation of, of what they need fundamentally. You know, if we're not tackling well, my gosh, we are heavy emphasizing tackling this week. Mm-hmm. If we're not, you know, pass blocking well, we're going to do that. If our quarterback's not reading well, we're going to f- really emphasize the, the just the bare nuggets of that. And I think they'll do some of that. I think they need to take a hard look at their team and go, okay, where are we as a group together, as the spirit of the squad? I mean... Now, with the portal, it's easy for kids to go, okay, I got three weeks less of, left of this, and I'm going to be out of here anyway. Well, you know, you're not. You know, it's like if we all quit our jobs tomorrow, and, and, our, and we go, we got, we're giving you two weeks' notice. Are we really as good those last two weeks? We would like to think that we are, uh-huh. but we're really not. We're not all in then because we're halfway out. Mm-hmm. And I think they need to look and reassess, and that, that's where the psychology of being a coach comes in, and it's more important than people realize. You go, guys. Some of you are going to leave. We know just by numbers alone. We don't want you to or we don't think you are, but we know that's going to happen. But you could really help yourself and us by doing two things. One, showing what kind of integrity you have. We gave you a scholarship. You've been playing for Arkansas. you finish strong with this team. You go all the freak in with these last how many ever weeks we've got and finish up. And two, that's going to in turn do two things. One, it's going to show better film if you are trying to leave. And two, if a coach calls me and asks you, I'm about to say, hey, I don't want to lose the kid. But, man, he played to the bitter end all he had. You've got to find ways to incentivize these guys to come together and and finish out really, really strong. Because it's not looking like we're finishing strong right now.
3: Did Sam Pittman reach out to you? No. If he had, and you accepted, and you had the opportunity to go up there and take over the play calling, what would be your first few things you would do?
4: The first few things I would do was I would say, number one, guys, this is not on y'all. This is on the coaching staff. And I would say from this point on, if it doesn't go well, it's on me. Now, what you're doing is you're taking the emphasis right now. I know from talking to a couple kids up there that they're passing around blame. The kids are to each other. Some people are pointing to the offensive line. Some people are pointing to the quarterback. Some, people, you know, that's it's, it's human nature. But you got to suck it out as a coach. And the other thing I would say is I, I, I would do is we would focus. I would focus the first thing you have to you have to be able to throw the ball. And to do that, you've got to educate your quarterback on how to get the ball sooner and that's pre-snap reads and keys on the defense and matching up you know make him understand we are running this play because they're in this and this is probably what's going to happen and educate him on how to get the ball out faster because then you don't have to block as long and if you can throw the ball then, obviously, the running game opens up more. And if you can throw the ball, then that you can throw it to all parts of the field. That really helps you in so many other areas. And it keeps your defense on field, who's been doing really well for us. Our defense has been standing out there forever. Mm-hmm. And they gave up seven points. We'll take that, right? right. Every freaking week, we'll take that. And uh, But but I think you've got to go up there and just start all over with them and say, Guys, I don't mean start all over in everything football, but I mean mentally with them. and go, Look, let's start from zero right here.
3: Can you do that in two weeks?
4: Two weeks, you can because you could, you could, you could certainly. It, it would take two days, in my opinion, to make, to teach KJ to get the ball out sooner. The importance of why the kids have to know why nowadays. You know, remember when we were a little kid? You asked your mom why because I said so. Right. You can't do that with kids anymore. Even me, and I'm as I'm, I'm as bad as it's ever been about that. But I, I I switched it around a long time ago in 2009. I switched it around and told our coach, if a kid ever asked you why, you need to, be able to tell them why. Now, we'll teach them not to ask why in the middle of a game when the play's going on. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. But if they ask why, you need to know why, because if they understand why, they'll be like, okay, okay, as long as you've got a good reason, they'll go dive all in and sure. go 100,000 miles an hour. But if they, don't, if they think you don't know why, or if they don't know why and just haven't asked yet, then they don't go as all in, because in their mind there's a lot of things, well, what if we were doing this, what if we were doing this, and you don't play as hard, you don't commit as much.
3: Does Arkansas have the personnel to win two games? Gosh, yes. Okay.
4: They've got the personnel to win all their games left. Hmm. I, I mean, I really think. Now, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But personnel-wise, has our defense shown that we can? if we can hold Mississippi State to 7, and I know they had a backup quarterback and all that, but if we can play that well, can we hold everybody else to 28? Yeah. And I think we've got the personnel on offense. I like our receivers. We're not utilizing them well, but we're also not utilizing the middle of the field. And we're not doing all we could with KJ. In our running game, I don't think we're running the right kind of running plays. I personally, that's just an opinion, don't think we're running the right kind of running plays. But we've got the personnel to score 28 points every game the rest of the year.
5: You're a great play caller. Here's why I didn't understand Saturday. Linebackers were blitzing just about every play. Right. That creates an open in the middle where the linebackers were. Right. Why weren't they running those big wide receivers, big-bodied wide receivers? I think Michael Irvin back in the heyday. How many times just over the middle? Yeah. Safety would come up and hit him, but Michael was big, make the catch, first down, break a tackle, and take off running. And
4: that's why, why wasn't that, that being used? That's why the defenses are doing that because we are not doing that. We're not countering why? it, so they have no.
5: am asking It's why. almost
4: we're taking the risk out for them. Mm-hmm. It's all reward for them. There's no risk because we're not going to throw it over the middle. And why are we not doing it? It's it, it's it's hard. It's either one, we don't trust our quarterback to do so, or two, we've just we've got caught up in all the other emotion of everything and we're not thinking of it. And now, and, and I mean, I, I say that some coaches hate throwing over the middle between the numbers between the hashes. Jalen Hurts, his first year starting quarterback for the Eagles, he threw exactly. 9% of his passes, 9 between the numbers, not the hashes, the That's numbers. They didn't trust him to throw it across the middle yet because you're afraid you throw it a little behind, it's reach back, tip, pick, that kind of stuff. But there comes a point, even if you don't believe in them, if you look at your offense and go, we scored three. Mm-hmm. People are blitzing us. They're killing us. Our line, I mean, they're killing us. We've got to be able to utilize the other part of the field and try to take a chance because we're at no we're at no risk now. Right. What's our risk? Losing. We're already doing that. So, but I think sometimes as a coach you get caught up thinking my guys can't do that very well. We're not going to do that. And then when they're doing something where you have to do that, you're still just you forgot you've eliminated that from your thought process. Here's
3: what's irritated me too, and I'm like, you're right. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Maybe they feel the same way about KJ, but I'm like, right hash to left sideline is a a long throw. B, they had the outside covered on all over the field, and they kept going to it. And I was like, that's a hard throw. That's a low risk, or high-risk, low-reward play anyway, and you keep throwing them out there. And it's so annoying. It was so frustrating. Yeah, I think if he's in the shotgun,
4: he's five yards back, and you throw a ball into the dead middle of the field that's 15 yards down the field. It's a 20-yard air pass from his hand to that receiver if you throw it down the middle of the field. Take it from the right hash and throw it to the left sideline—a fifteen-yard out route, you know, or a curl, a deep comeback, or a curl over there. Now you're taking what was a fifteen-yard th- or twenty-yard air mm-hmm. throw, and you're making that thing about thirty-six yards. It's almost double, and you're like, "What are we? I mean, the ball's in the air too long. Defensive backs are fast. Even if they're two steps behind, they've got time to catch up now because the ball's in the air so long. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's problematic, and the the rules of the game dictate now that you should throw it over the middle. They can't even kill the guy. In the past, they didn't do it. Not because they didn't think they could. We don't want to kill our guy. Safety's going to come across the middle and take his head off. You can't even do that anymore. Guys are apprehensive about delivering a blow to those guys. It's the best time in the history of football to throw the ball between the hashes and make yards because guys can't even do anything about it. And now with the addition, I can't believe out of the RPOs that Arkansas has ran over the last three years that we don't have several... RPOs, play side linebacker, you stick it in the belly of the back. If he comes down, you pull it and throw the slant. I mean, where's that at? Right. I don't even like RPOs not have that in. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, But I just think you get caught up and forget about it.
3: Let me shift gears for you for a minute. I had this question for Coach Conk yesterday, and he left before I got a chance to ask. I want to ask you about Iowa real quick. Iowa is so confounding. It has been for a couple, three, four, five years. I mean, they play elite defense. They're eighth in the country, I think, in scoring defense this year. And they don't win at a high level because their offense is so putrid. The question I have is, how can their defense be so good consistently, knowing they're living on the field, because there's a lot of three-and-outs for that offense, and how does nobody figure out what Iowa does schematically where somebody can... I mean, they may give up one game like where they give up 40 points, but generally speaking, like they're pretty consistent. They're giving up almost nothing. How, how does that happen?
4: Okay, well, number one, who's Iowa playing that you would consider an offensive force?
3: Michigan, Ohio State, teams like that. Okay. But, I mean, they haven't played them this year. But, I mean, when yeah. they do, they've maybe had some issues. But I'm like, still... It's still impressive.
4: Okay, uh, and uh, oddly enough, Coach Ferentz, the head coach at Iowa, is good friends with Coach Belichick. Okay. So, I've sat in rooms with Coach Ferentz before with Coach Belichick. They're both extremely defensive-minded. Now, the difference is, and it's hard to tell some years, but Coach Belichick has taken the approach that we've got to find a way to win however we have to win. We like to start that with defense, but if we have to win on offense, we want to be able to win on offense. Some really good defensive coaches, and Coach Ferentz is a good defensive coach, mm-hmm. obviously. They are so conservative of offense that they don't even think let's win it on defense. They think let's not lose it on offense. And he's still stuck in that mode, in my estimation. But if you... What would the re, part of the reason their defense looks so good, go look at a possession where USC or Oklahoma, currently Oklahoma or somebody like that is in a game, and look at how many possessions they have in a game. Because of the throwing and the incomplete passes and the fast offense, you know you might have 16 possessions a game in their games, 14 to 16. If you're playing Iowa, because they when they do throw a pass, it's three yards incomplete, and because they run the ball so much and they could just make a first down enough to run the clock, then you're going to look, and in that game, instead of 14 to 16, you might have 10 to 12 possessions. Mm-hmm. So right then, if you're giving up two points of possession, they're giving up 20 points. And if you're, But if you're an Oklahoma game and your same defense is giving up two points, they're giving up 28, and everybody's like, look, I was eight points better on defense. No, they're not. It's points per possession mm. that matter, not points per game. Good
5: point. I saw a stat yesterday and it was talking about the NFL and how scoring is down and, and sacks are up. <clears throat> and then it showed uh, the, the number of sacks compared to other years and how much it's up. But it also showed the uh, chances of scoring, the rate of scoring when you have a sack in an NFL game on a possession, and the points per possession if there's a sack versus not a sack. It's incredible. It just shows you the emphasis. That's why you need to get to the quarterback and put pressure on the quarterback and sack the quarterback.
4: Yeah, that's why the offensive left tackle was the second highest paid position. You know, it was because he, he stops the backside rush or the blindside the quarterback can't see. But, you know, that's what I think I'd said it on here before. I studied our possessions like the last four years I was at PA. And we scored a touchdown eighty eight percent of the time, which is ungodly. I mean, it's just a phenomenal amount of times, unless we had a sack. If we had a sack, we scored eight percent. Eight. It went from eighty-eight to eight. So that's like you're taking a math test. I'm like, you know, if if Wes is drinking water, he scores an eighty-eight. But if Wes is drinking a Pepsi, he scores eight. What are we you know, what are you gonna avoid? We're gonna avoid Pepsi's. But it's not just avoiding the sack, because some coaches go, some coaches will hear what you just said Mm -hmm. and they'll be like Okay, we can't throw the ball as much because yeah. if you get a sack or they'll go. We got to throw all quick passes. It's not that you still have to be able to the other the, the one that wins more than sacks. Seventy seven percent of all teams in college football win if they have more sacks. Seventy seven. If you just have more sacks than they had, you win the game. Period. That's a phenomenal number. So I'm like, okay, we got to blitz. We got to get on the edge. We got to scheme up these blitzes. We got to do all these things. And on offense, though, you can't just go, we're not going to throw, because 81% of all games are won by who has more 20-yard plays. Well, you get most of those in the passing game. So it's it's a combo of, yes, we have to sack the other team's quarterback, but we're on offense. We can't just say we're not going to throw the ball down the field, or we're not going to do this. You have to educate your quarterback on how to get rid of the ball sooner on those plays to still have a chance at those plays, and that's what matters the most, But but... That's why everybody that's why there's a whole new thing when the NFL draft comes. They have defensive players, they have offensive players, running backs. Now they've got that edge. Yeah. The edge, mm-hmm. they've created because of the sacks importance, a whole new position has been created basically because of that.
3: Coach, real quick, minute or less, please, if you can. Northwood Rock Mike, about what wide receiver spacing and route concepts. Why does it look so bad with players running into each other? What's going on there?
4: I just think that's the teaching of the routes and why. The why. You know, most of the time in a zone, you're running to a zone. But, but if you really teach spacing, and like, like everything we did at PA, if we wanted to run a horizontal post concept on a safety, i go, look, your, your landmark is five yards on the inside of the safety. Yours is five yards on the outside of the safety. So if the safety moves on the snap of the ball, we adjust our routes. A lot of coaches don't like post-snap adjustment of routes. It's too hard, or the quarterback won't know where they are. Tell them to look up and see where the freak he's going, and throw them the ball. I mean, I'm training kids last night, and I'm like, don't throw it to where you think he should be. You have to throw it to where he's going. We have to trust that he sees the safety move or the linebacker move, and he's adjusting his route away from that guy. Mm-hmm. And we're not, I think you've got to really teach that, and it's tough. If you teach, And Bobby Petrino is kind of the antithesis of this. He teaches a lot of five-step slant. And five-step slant, he wants you to hit at 45. Well, even he's adjusted a little bit because he used to never deviate so the quarterback knew where you were. But now he's like, God, people are moving so much on defense, you can't just run a five-step slant. People pick that up. They drop the linebacker right there. You can't have quarterback your third-step hits and throw. So we've got to do it based on the education of, of what the defense is doing.
3: More than a minute, but it was a good answer. So mm-hmm. very furious. complete. That was very Talking good. Fast. That was good work. Uh, we got to hit a break. When we come back, Michael Felder will join us on the other side. And we've got Coach Kelly hanging with us for a while. We've got a What the Hell segment later on. we got to give you a bad Boy segment. How's the What the Hell segment?
4: 1-10, um, to ten.
3: quick. 6.5?
5: I'm
3: already... ruined my day already. Me too. Uh, we're going to talk about Greenwood and PA, too, before you get out of here. Got to get your thoughts on that one. That's a PA this week, yeah?
4: It is. Big game. Let me
3: zip over there. Should I skip Maddox's game for that? No. Okay.
4: But Maddox is a B.O. Who are they playing?
3: They are playing against um, Greenbrier. Oh, yeah. You,
4: you can you can come watch the part Maddox plays. The, uh, come watch the other part of the Greenwood PA game.
3: If you watch the beginning of that and then the yeah. end of his game. There okay. you go. Yeah, there you go. I'm going stream it. That's you guys have a stream, right? Don't you have
5: a stream? Yeah. you got a stream. Yeah. I'll watch oh, your stream. Watch your stream.
3: I'll one, be one, on
4: one. the live stream this week. PA I'm Live. I'm, I'm
1: the color guy this week. PA Live on uh, YouTube. Play-by-play. Okay. Very good.
3: Uh, Cash Little Rock, you have to go there to eat. I guess you can pick it up and take it home. But anyway, it's a great experience. I mean, we've all been there. It's an awesome setting. And if you're looking for a place to hold a party for the holiday, well, guess what? Cash is here to help. 501-8500-265. You better book it ASAP, though, because, well, there's only so many days. I don't know if you knew that. In the holiday season, we're coming up on Halloween. So if you are looking for a place to go with free valet parking, a great selection as far as food goes. And uh, locally owned? You got it right there in the river market. Beautiful. They got the buyer room that'll hold about 30 folks. And then upstairs, 150 comfortably in the upstairs setting. And again, it's inside, outside. It's a great setting overlooking the river market. So if you're looking for a great place for a party or just a casual lunch or dinner, Cash in downtown Little Rock should be your spot. So get it set up today. They're online at CashLittleRock.com. C-A-C-H-E LittleRock.com. Or Again, you can call for your reservation or to set up a soirée 5018500265 back in a second michael felder
1: Last night in the NBA, the defending champion Nuggets beat the Lakers 119-107. Nikola Jokic picked up right where he left off in the finals as he had a 29-point, 13-rebound, and 11-assist triple-double. In the nightcap, the Suns beat the Warriors 108-104 behind Devin Booker's 32.6 rebounds and 8 assists. Tonight, there will be a doubleheader on ESPN. It'll get started at 6 with the Celtics taking on the Knicks. Then at 8.30, Victor Wimbanyama will make his regular season debut as the Spurs host the Mavericks. The Grizzlies will also play their first game of the season, hosting the Pelicans at 7. You can listen to Memphis all season on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Chris Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
6: Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy crush at Arch Marine, and so can you.
1: Pickleball, one of the fastest growing games in the country. The Little Rock Athletic Club is currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility that will open in the early part of 2024. Play pickleball indoors and be free from the heat, cold, wind, sun, rain, and insects. Pickleball at the Little Rock Athletic Club will have observation areas, lounge areas, flat screens. It is a family-friendly facility. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club today and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contracts. LRAC.com for more information. That's Lrac. .com The Little Rock Athletic Club
0: Saturday, October 28th, make your way down to the Pine Bluff Regional Park for the Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship, presented by Saracen Casino. One of the world's largest barbecue championships, this year's event is highlighted by the on-stage tribute to Jimmy Buffett from Bluffett and his son of a sailor band, a show that can't be missed with costumes, props, and conga lights, all the looks and sounds of Margaritaville. Music, barbecue, food trucks, vendors, and games for the kids, it can't be missed. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations of stake funds in Arkansas's Land of Legends Tourism Association funds. Thank you. Okay, so
4: far I've got Chad, Freddie, Darren, Gilly, Ronnie, Mike,
0: Buddy. What you doing, Hope? And what's with that list of names? Oh, hey Courtney, just going over the reservation list for this week's Steak Burger Friday at the Butcher Shop. You know it's the biggest day of the month. But Hope, they don't take reses for Steak Burger Friday. It's just every man for himself. Try to get there early. Wait, what? It's the last Friday of the month, so we'll see you at the Butcher Shop starting at eleven for Steak Burger Friday. No reservations needed. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15
4: minutes from Little Rock and Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home.
6: Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan townhouse two-story farmhouse fixer-upper what you drive and where you live is different for everyone so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you at shelter insurance we understand that which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto
1: home and life insurance plan insurance that fits just right see shelter agent jeremiah matthews in little rock justin sollers in north little rock or michael ludwig in Greenbrier today welcome back. Wait,
0: what is this trash? Turn on some real music. That's more like it. Welcome back in the zone with Justin Avery and Westmore on the Buzz Radio Network.
5: Now as a football coach, where do you see and then you see where Michigan is. Not I a don't bit know,
0: know how water. accurate that stuff is. But, and,
5: uh, but what are your thoughts? I mean,
0: everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can. Um You could have someone's whole game plan, they could mail it to you. You still gotta stop it. You still gotta stop it. So in football is it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm I'm yeah, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. You, physically, you it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. I don't I don't buy into a lot of that stuff. You still got to play the game. That's true.
3: That is Deion Sanders weighing in on the Michigan scandal when asked about it. Um, Chris uh, Babb, our buddy, just sent us a text and said that in non playoff games this year, they're going to experiment with the communication. In the bowl games. In the bowl games. Oh, good. That is cool. Good, yes. I think so too. I'd like to see that become a part of the deal. It's too much work to make all those signs and everything.
4: Well, and sign stealing has been a part of everything forever. I mean, it just has. You know, I mean, it's tough. It's not illegal. <laughs> well, it used to not be illegal, it's just unethical.
5: <laughs> oh, sorry. Banging the trash can. Oh, yeah, don't mind me. Astros. Banging the trash can fastball. There's
4: dead electronics involved.
5: That made it even worse. Well, yeah, you're
4: signaling them now. You've got somebody else stealing the signals, not even their own team, really.
3: Let's bring in Michael Felder. He can uh, join in on this conversation. Michael, welcome back. How are you?
7: I'm doing fantastic, man. How are y'all?
3: We're good. Uh, Scale one to ten, how concerned are you about this uh, science stealing deal, and how much does the fact that the guy was apparently going to games impact your thought process?
7: Zero, zero percent. <laughs> I, it it doesn't, That does like, I'm going to be honest, here's real, I remember when I was, like, goodness gracious, okay, when I was in high school, okay, this is high school, we used to, when we had a bye week, we used to go watch the other team's game.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: We used to have notebooks. notebook, we used to write, and we used to, we used to sit, we, we didn't sit in the stands, we used to stand up there, and we used to write stuff down. What do they do with this? And then we would compare what we wrote down to what we saw on film. Never forget, we were playing a team and they used to run this zigzag motion, back and forth motion. And of the four times they ran it in, in the game, three of those times they threw a tunnel screen. Okay, got it. So I saw it with my own eyes. Then it, I verified it on film. And guess what? We picked that ball off twice. And I don't, like, it wasn't sign stealing, but it's like, I just, let me ask, let me ask coach this. What is the difference between recognizing tendencies on film and sign stealing? Like, I don't think that those things are a, a massive bridge apart.
4: No, I don't think they are either. I mean, nobody wants a guy to steal your signs, but we worried about it when I was coaching. I did all my all of our plays, sure. offensive line, everything with signs. And sometimes we had to use signs <laughs> to put up the signs. Sometimes we had to use dummy signs. Sometimes we had two coaches signaling. It's sure. part of the gamesmanship, and you need to learn to switch it week to week. I learned to change our yep. words. We started using words. We just yell out one word, and one word meant a play. And, yeah. and uh, we caught somebody one time stealing our signs. Now, they did a good job with it. They were stealing our signs. It was a guy that worked for me They went to another school. And he sat up in the press box, and they had a guy positioned on, like, the 30, the 50, and the other 30. And one guy would tell the defensive front what the play was. This is a sweep coming this way, or this is an out and up by the. the Another guy's telling the linebackers, and the other guy's telling the D backs. And so they were new, and and we played them, and we were losing. We were down 11 to 8 at the end of the first half. Mm
7: -hmm. And we ended
4: up winning the game like 44 to 11. Because you just switched what you were doing. Yeah, we just switched what we were doing. Well, we started huddling up until the next week when I started figuring out how to beat that, how to beat somebody steals your signs. So then we'd play until they steal their signs. We had a new way to win. But that's what coaches have to do, right? I mean, somebody's, if somebody's getting your tendencies on film, what do you need to do? Switch your tendencies. I spent When we got up 14 points, I would go against my own tendencies. I knew what they were. I'd be like, okay, out of this formation and this luck, we do one of these three pass plays. I'm going to run the ball these next two times. Mm-hmm. And that changes yeah. the tendency. So you've got to learn to beat that. I think it's part of the strategy and gamesmanship.
3: Do you think the NCAA will try to step on Michigan?
7: No, no. I think at the end of the day, this is going to be one of those things where hey, you're not supposed to do this. The going to throw their hands up. Maybe they get a slap on the wrist. But at the end of the day, this is one of those things where you're just like, I mean, like, I understand they're sending a guy to go scout, but like that's to me, that's football. Like that's what you're like you you you, you go scout. Like that's what you do. And I, it just it's frustrating that this is a thing that. And I understand for a lot of folks that don't live in this world, for them, they're like, that's not fair. And I'm like, it's fair. You should change your plate. You should. There is, if there is a team in America right now, and we all know about the wristband or the band that guys hold on their belt, if you're not switching those up every week, mm-hmm. that's a you problem, not mm-hmm. a them
3: problem. Yeah, makes sense. Michael Felder joins us on the of Moving and Storage Hotline. Arkansas um, let their OC go. I don't know if you heard. Um, so well, what? what do you think about what happens next? And you're not an Arkansas guy, so I'm curious from an outside the state perspective. What what do you think happens with Pittman?
7: I am. I think Pittman's going to be okay for another year. Although, man, actually, I don't even feel confident saying that. Six in a row is really rough, and you still got Florida, Auburn, and uh, Mizzou coming up. And Mizzou seems like they're on a the heater right now. Goodness yeah. gracious! So, if I mean. Can they win all four of these games in theory? Yeah, to get to a ball game, but are they going to? Probably not. But I think he gets another year. Uh, you give him some time to find a new offensive coordinator, figure out what he's gonna do there. It really stinks that you probably you're not gonna have KJ Jefferson back, which this feels almost like a wasted year on him for a guy that, you know, we were all super high on coming into the season. I remember talking to you guys and I was like, Jaden Daniels and who? Mm-hmm. KJ got to be the number two guy, and then yep. we're we're seeing him kind of not be able to and not live up to that. And then obviously you look at the running back position, and you're you're still we're still not seeing everybody like the full complement that they should have at least at the running back spot. So or at least the snaps and the the, the carries that we wanted to get out of like KJ has, what is it forty more carries than the next guy? Like that's why that that's the case for him, or thirty more carries. Than the actual running back. That's not what it's supposed to be. So, and obviously, Rocket has not been able to really contribute. Like this is, it's frustrating. It's a frustrating situation. I'm frustrated for everyone down there that that is a Holmes fan. And so, I hope he gets one more year because I am a Sam Pittman fan. But it's not going to be easy. And they've got some tough sledding coming up. What
5: What did you think on the outside uh, seeing Arkansas fire their offensive coordinator after that game?
7: I mean, three points. <laughs> All right?
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Like, what do you know? Three points. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the three points, but it's the... They scored over 30 points. Wait, wait, three times? One time against Western. And a loss to BYU. And then a loss to LSU. Mm-hmm. This is college football in 2023. Mm-hmm. If you can't get to 30 points, you have a malfunction within your system. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's players, because guess what? I watched that Houston and Texas game. And Houston was roasted Texas behind with a walk on wide receiver. It's not even like we have to have the best players to do it. It is about scheme. It is about, it's about, yes, it's about effort. It's about execution, but it's also about scheme and it's also about how you distribute your talent. And I think that offensive coordinators at the start are in charge of that. And then the next step is the head coach. So again, we've seen the offensive coordinator see his demise. The next step is can this head coach get it fixed? And I think that's a critical because. Remember, with Dabo at Clemson, he had to fire the guy who's now the head coach of Florida, Billy Napier. He had to fire because they weren't getting it done offensively. Mm. And then the next stepping, and listen, Clemson's in their own world right now because mm. Dabo is—he's not under fire, but folks aren't happy. Mm.
3: So let me ask you this: We're—I don't know how many weeks—in seven, eight weeks, whatever. Which team is the most surprisingly good, and which team is the most disappointing in your eyes at this point? I know it's a broad question i got to put Arkansas in the conversation, though, for most disappointment. We were talking about, well, oh, maybe this is the year they compete for the West. Maybe this year they win eight games. This is the best combination. When's the last time Arkansas had with the best quarterback and running back in the SEC?
7: Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw Arkansas right in that mix for sure. I think Clemson belongs in there as well. Hmm. Uh, Michigan State can even go in there. Hmm. Uh, I thought they would be a little bit better. And man, they are really bad. Like that's, and I think my wife's taking a nap right now, so I can say that days. Um surprisingly good for me um i am going to go ahead and throw washington is better than i thought they were going to be i thought they'd be good i didn't think they'd be this good top five good they're really good um i'm also going to throw in there and, and listen listen i'm going to stick in y'all's neck of the woods i'm gonna go missouri
3: missouri mm-hmm.
7: they are way better than i thought they would be yeah and and then let's go ahead and can we toss in air force i want to i love this team. this team is fun to watch they are like they are remarkably efficient when they, when they they don't throw the ball very much, five attempts a game I believe. But when they do, they they're hitting you for twenty. They had a ninety-four yard play this past week against Army. There is no reason that we don't expect to see them. And I don't know what the bowls are like. I don't I don't waste time on that until we get to the actual thing. But it, it's maybe the Orange Bowl, might be the Peach Bowl, could be Sugar Bowl, whatever it is, whatever the bowl is for the New Year's Six. There's no reason that Air Force can't get there, and I think that would be a massive achievement for them. Mm-hmm.
5: Tim Horton.
3: Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh,
4: he's right. Their quarterback average is almost 20 yards per attempt.
3: That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Per attempt. Per <laughs> <Not> attempt, <laughs> not, not completion. He's He's well yeah. over 20 per completion. That's amazing. Oh, uh, by the
7: way, James Madison, too. James Madison, yeah. it's criminal that they can't go to a I ball was going
3: to talk to you about that's, that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Stuff. Can we throw in Duke.
4: I mean, I know they lost to Florida State, but they gave them all they wanted for a while. The James
3: Madison thing is so annoying. It's so dumb. You're transitioning up. You don't have the same level. You're having to get players that are of the ilk that you're facing every week, and they hamstring you? I mean, yeah. it's so idiotic. It, the transition's way it, too long I, in I heard that
4: was a conference rule. They appealed it to the NCAA and they turned them down, but they agreed the conference. They're going to
3: shorten it. It's a four-year transition, I think, and they're going to make it two or whatever, but, yeah, but it's they, still they, dumb. Yeah,
4: they agreed to that when they came into the conference. So I see both sides, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's crazy that they're yeah. not bowl eligible or whatever. But I did hear they agreed to it. Yeah. When they came into that when right. they agreed to move up and get into that conference. If they have the best record they could still. At I
7: do I here's, here's what I'll say. I think when they agreed to it, they thought it was going to be hard and they wouldn't have an opportunity to go to a, like mm. a major bowl game. And yeah. now you're looking at them and you're like, "Hey, man, we're better than like a bunch of these teams. We probably should be going to a bowl game because there's going to be there's going to be a 6 and 6 ACC team. Maybe the JMU might could have beat could easily have beat and they're not going to get to go to a bowl game, and that and they're going to lose out on that bowl money. But also, here's what I'll say. The conference should also be working to try to get this to happen because when you go to a bowl game, you get money. When you get money, you spread that money around all your teams, and what you're doing is holding the team out from getting to a bowl game. And that's, listen, if, money, if the bottom line is what matters, you're hamstringing yourself.
4: I'm, w- I'm with you on that one because I think – I think the conference should have been the big boys and said, "Hey, this is good for our conference. Forget money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bring value and you bring another bowl yeah. game to our conference. Our our conference name's getting out there in this world where people are changing conferences go. all the time. That's what
3: you want. Um, Missouri's you beating go. Arkansas six out of seven, by the way. Puke. I'm puking in my mouth. Not as Ooh. bad as they. Not as bad as A and M stat. What uh, What do we think about Oregon well, going M- to Utah this weekend, Michael?
7: <clears> oh. <throat> Man, I gotta talk about that I gotta talk about that on Friday on College Sports Now that I just do with Learfield and... okay. Utah is an absolute like I, my guy Yogi Roth he called them he called them junkyard dogs or he mm-hmm. called them a biker gang I called them junkyard dogs he, but listen think Utah Utah won a game with a with a defensive back at quarterback <laughs> like what do we do yeah <laughs> They beat they beat the reigning Heisman champion. They're like, listen, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna put a we're gonna put a a, a backup defensive back at quarterback. We're also gonna listen. We gonna throw another one in and running back, and we're gonna be good to go. Like, what are you gonna do about the, it? I and think just, that
4: kid's the best player in the country.
7: Uh, what is it? Is it Yaki?
4: Yeah, Yaki, Yaki, Yaki. I think he is truly. If I you said pick one player to finish your season with. Besides a yeah. quarterback, I'm picking that kid.
3: That being said, Oregon's good on both sides of the ball. Can they go over there and win?
7: They're going to Salt Lake City.
3: No. You like you like Utah?
7: Yeah. Okay. So I'm, listen, I like man, Utah, we played. We, we played Utah in 2004. Um, I made a smart move and booked a flight to go see my girlfriend in Boston, so I didn't have to go to the game because I wasn't going to get in anyways. And I was watching that game it was on ESPN two, and I looked up, and my teammates were exhausted. And we flew out. We flew out two days early to try to get acclimated to the to the to the to the, to the altitude. Mm-hmm. And they, we got our behinds whooped. Hmm. And I was like, man, you we, know went, what? we went. We went with my girlfriend. We, we're, we're, we're we. I'm having a good time. We when I get back on uh, Sunday. I can hear all about it, but man, I'm glad I'm not I'm not out there being cold and can't breathe. No, 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 no.
4: We went and played a game out there in 2016. We took PA out there and yes. played a team in Salt Lake. We we practiced on Utah's campus. Their school was right mm-hmm. beside it. And their kids scared our kids to death. And we had a good team. This is Elaine Hatcher. We won you know a bunch of state championships in a yep. row with those guys. They were all Tongan. They were all tatted up at 15. You know, sophomores, juniors, seniors. <laughs> they were speaking a different language. Our kids were terrified. And then physically they abused my kids. Like, at one point, I yep. think I'm like... Is this abuse? Can I get in trouble <laughs> for putting our kids out there? Now, my, you know, they beat us by 13 points. My kids played really hard and overcame my inept sure. coaching in that game. <laughs> we lost the game. But I remember thinking, and, and then all, five of their linemen on offense and defense were going to Utah. Wow. And I was yep. like, these kids in three years when they're playing for the University of Utah, I wouldn't want any part of them because they weren't even physically developed yet. Yeah. And they were yep. bad, bad news. And I've had a tremendous respect for Utah since that day, mm. and I think they beat Oregon. Bingo.
7: Orton.
4: God, they're monstrous.
7: Oregon's got some I'm on, the, I'm on the same page as you guys. Like, this is one of those things that, like, I don't think folks realize that this is a, they, they are, they will put the paws on you. And they, they, they're not the biggest team in the country. They're not the fastest team in the country. But they hit hard. And, and, and I will relate Utah to what we're seeing out of this season's Alabama team, where Utah plays football like it's supposed to hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where they're like, "Oh, it's going to hurt me too." But the goal for this game, and it's not to hurt people. Like, it's not to like injure people, make bad plays, like all oh, but Be dirty. What I mean is, the whole goal for them is, I'm going to smash into you. You're going to smash into me. And the biggest thing for me is, I get up one more time than you get up, and that's how I win this football game. And that's what I think happens against them.
3: I hate playing guys like that, Michael. Thank you for the time. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the week. We will talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. You guys take it easy. All right, Michael Felder. Great stuff on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Yeah, that sounds like no fun.
4: No, those guys are insanely physical. And then did you watch the USC game last week?
3: No. No. Saw the oh, my
4: gosh. He's right. They Their goal when they start a play, I think, is to just, not like he said, fair, play by the rules, to physically inflict punishment on you. Not sharp breaking of arms, but physically inflict punishment. And they do it every single play
5: huge savings right now Big O Tires Cabot and Conway huge savings on uh, some of their most popular set of tires they got a great selection of tires all the name brand tires plus they have the Big O Tire check out all the deals at BigOtires.com slash deals and remember Big O Tires does more than just tires they'll work on your car they do brakes alignment oil changes a lot of different things so if there's something wrong with your car swing on by Big O Tires two locations Cabot and Conway and Conway they're on Hark Rider and Cabot is Prospect Court right in front of Kroger Go see our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust.
1: pickleball one of the fastest growing games in the country the little rock athletic club is currently building a state of the art indoor pickleball facility that will open in the early part of 2024 play pickleball indoors and be free from the heat cold wind sun rain and insects pickleball at the little rock athletic club will have observation areas lounge areas flat screens it is a family friendly facility join the little rock athletic club today and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contracts lrac.com for more information that's lrac The Little Rock Athletic Club. The Arkansas Outdoor
0: Expo is coming to Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock, October 27th through 29. Tour over 50 fully staged RVs and take advantage of special RV Expo pricing on the top RV floor plans. We'll have RVs starting at less than $5 a day food, and entertainment, plus a chance to win an RV as part of the ultimate RV giveaway. Learn more at campingworld.com slash Arkansas Expo. See dealer for details and disclaimers.
5: Hey, Razorback fans, it's Queen Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O. and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Dingman shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location,
6: Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. clinic.com is your oak lawn a roaring crowd and thundering thoroughbreds or is it betting long shots over cold beer and corned beef for all we love it. Live racing is back at Oaklawn starting December 8th. Champion thoroughbreds, more race days, and the largest purses in the track's history. Join us for opening day, December 8th. Make your reservations now at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem call 1 800 522 4700.
0: Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you're looking for sports and entertainment, then look no further. You're in The Zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Kevin
3: Kelly always aims to please PA in Greenwood this week is the uh, featured game. Uh, right, I think around the state. I'm sure there are others that are high profile. But anyway, Coach, what kind of shot uh you give PA to win at home which is a question I don't ask very often
4: they haven't lost at home since 2013 ok Moralton playoff game Moralton 57-50 I was there <laughs> it's tough ok um, Greenwood I-, I, watched the- I watched two games of theirs on film uh, this weekend as a matter of fact their quarterback that's a sophomore he is the real deal I hate it when people are overhyped I don't think he's overhyped he's really 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 good and, uh, what I, and Wes and I were just talking off the air who are some of the toughest teams in the state. I named Greenwood as one of the physically toughest teams. We were talking about Utah a while ago. Same way. They're well-coached, well-schemed, but they are tough, tough kids. And they're trying to inflict a hit legally every time they get a chance to do that. So you remember next time you're going to catch that football. God, is this worth going up going up high and catching this football? Maybe not maybe protecting myself a little bit. And they do that very well. Uh PA's home streak. I know the kids want to defend it. I've had a couple of them go, we can't be the team that loses the home streak. You know, that makes you play a little harder too. There's a lot of pride there. Uh Greenwood has the revenge factor in from last year's uh state championship game. Greenwood's definitely the favorite. And yeah. uh so going in, that'll be a great game.
3: Bird Street Communities High School game of the week. On the Buzz, Greenwood PA. You can catch it. Start at 645 Friday. Fence
1: Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only.
0: Okay, so far I've got Chad, Freddie, Darren, Gilly, Ronnie, Mike, Buddy. What you doing, Hope? And what's with that list of names? Oh, hey, Courtney. Just going over the reservation.